Hey everyone, welcome to Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything kink. We only cater to adults 18 and above. So remember, this podcast is not safe for work, or as we like to say, NSF. Remember, you can always listen to us during your private time. Hello, kinky and kink curious folk out there. My name is Sir Inc. And today, I'm going to discuss with you COVID hangover. And what is it? I think we all have some remnants of it, right? I uh, Just my observance of going through a shutdown where everybody's not really working for at least a month or so. And then work figured out a way to make you work from home. And one of the things that now that we're going back to the workforce, mostly everybody, other than the people that are at home collecting unemployment, which is another issue I will talk about later on. But one of the things that's made a lot of us realize is work-life balance. And what I mean by that is it made me realize I really don't want to work as much or let's say the long hours that I had previously worked before. I want to change that going forward. But one of the challenges is now that we're getting back to a normal and I've been back to a normal for about a good year now. However, more and more people are starting to want to come and get their hair done with more frequency. So now everything for me has just become an increasingly busy. I've probably lost about a good 10 to 15% of my clientele just due to the pandemic. People staying at home, cutting their own hair, so on and so forth. And But I've also gained about 25%. So I'm still dealing with a 10%, at least a 10% increase in my clientele. And so now I'm trying to work out, okay, how do I balance out a 10% increase and not work as much? So that's challenging. And for a lot of my clients, they have figured out how to be as productive or more productive from a home than they would be in an office. I think people are now realizing that the office social atmosphere takes away their from, takes away from their productivity. And so uh, my uncle said, man, I don't miss the girl that stands by the other girl's desk close to me and talks for about a good half an hour, uh, you know, talking about a bunch of nonsense. Uh, you know, he likes being able to work from home and go into the office once or twice a week just to do a meeting and go back home. And I have another client who said, you know, look, on a Sunday, if I'm bored, I'm not doing anything, I'll do some work to knock my workload off for the week. And it's no big deal. And it gives her more flexibility later on the week, on a Thursday, Friday, she may want to do something in the early afternoon or in the, you know, early afternoon or the morning. She can do that because some of the workload that she had is already knocked off. I have other clients who are still hitting their benchmarks and if not some some higher benchmarks of productivity and they don't want to go back to work. They're like, look, I can do this from home. 
Why do you need me to come into the office? So, again, you know, it's just work-life balance. And I think that post-COVID, I think that people are realizing through COVID how to balance their life out. And I think it's challenging for people to have to go back to the workforce. And then there's people who, as I touched on as far as unemployment, they don't want to go back to work right now. They want to stay home and collect unemployment, which I, I really don't have too much of an issue with that. I understand. I know I do have an issue with it. The, the issue is, you can, you know, restaurants, uh, the service industry is suffering. And I have clients and friends who own businesses that they can't get people to work. But what happens is, through all this, this is a game of like musical chairs. Yes, you're home and you're not working and you're collecting unemployment, fine. But come time this September 21, when they cut unemployment off and pandemic unemployment, what are you gonna do? There's a couple things to think about here. Number one, you're probably making at least 20% or 30% more than you normally would make with pandemic unemployment. So now you're gonna go back to making what you made before. Okay, that's gonna be challenging. Number two, you actually gotta go to work. And if you haven't worked in a year and a half, that's gonna be challenging. It's challenging for, for those of us who've, who've been working through the pandemic, dealing with, you know, just having to go back to office, going back to a sort of normal, opposed to not working at all, and then having to go back to normal. So how's that gonna work out for people? That's gonna be very, very challenging. And, as well, by the time October comes, it's going to be a mad dash to jobs. Somebody's not getting a job. Someone is not getting a job. This is a game of musical chairs, everybody. When the music goes off, not everybody that's walking around and dancing around the chair going to get a chance to sit down. So you just have to look at life in a more um, of a forward view to a degree. You have to look at it in a forward view like, okay, by the time September gets here, you might want to get a job and get off of unemployment, so you're good. But you can ride it out if you want to and you can suffer the consequences, which are very dire. Uh, what's coming is going to be very hard come 2022. Uh, for example, the next four years, all the stimuluses that's been given out through Trump and Biden will all be coming out, which means your taxes, your tax returns will be affected. But anyway, I'm not going to get into too much of that, but that's just a heads up for everybody. At any rate, again, so now we're getting back to a normal and people are struggling with going back to a normal and even socially we're struggling going back to a normal. What are we seeing? An uptick in violence, an uptick in people being just agitated, an uptick in um, road rage, you know, an uptick in, in fights. I was I was driving down a block uh, two Sundays ago and I couldn't believe my eyes. I seen a girl on the hood of a car coming into an intersection, I'm saying to myself, dang, did this guy just hit her? And then I'm looking, I'm saying like, oh no, he didn't hit her. She's kicking the car, pulling the windshield wipers up and all that. 
And as I pass, he pulls out into the intersection, makes a left, jams on his brakes real quick. She falls off the hood. She gets up. She's still kicking and punching at the car. He pulls off. And I'm saying to myself, this is at 9 o'clock in the morning. People are not having a good go at this, everybody. It's a struggle for some people. This has absolutely exacerbated a lot of anxieties. Uh, it's triggered a lot of people in different ways. I've spoken about suicide, which I I know personally two people who have committed suicide. And I've heard countless other stories, at least five other stories of someone's co-worker jumping off a building or someone's um, brother-in-law killing themselves. I mean, it's just been a very trying time. And so coming through this pandemic, I'm just wishing everyone well. I'm wishing everyone peace and prosperity. I'm hoping everyone can look at life in a forward view so you can avoid the pitfalls. The housing market is crazy. It's high. The used car market is crazy. It's high. And all this stuff will come to a head sooner or later. It's so crazy on the rental car aspect here in Philadelphia, for example, that women are, people are renting U-Haul box trucks, not U-Haul vans, U-Haul box trucks to go out in. I've personally seen three young ladies get out of a U-Haul box truck to come into a bar lounge that I was in celebrating a friend's birthday. A U-Haul box truck. And I said to my friend, did those girls just get out of a U-Haul box truck to come here? And he said, yeah, that's what they're doing now on the weekend. Younger people are renting U-Haul trucks. And I said, well, why wouldn't they just pay for an Uber? I'd rather pull up to a place in an Uber than a box truck. And another friend that was hearing my conversation said, yeah, but... U-Haul costs $19.95 a day. And I looked at him and I said, oh my God. So this is <laughs> part of what's going on. Like, I can't believe that. And then the barmaid tells us, yeah, this girl's that's renting U-Haul trucks, going out of town and sleeping in them. Because unbeknownst to me, U-Haul now has like LED lights in the back. So people are renting U-Hauls and going out of town and sleeping in them. And I'm saying to myself, okay, if there's two or more of us and we're going out of town to like have fun, we gotta be able to afford a motel room. We gotta be able to afford a motel room. I don't care if I sleep, a motel, We just motel, low end motel, right? I have to have a way to brush my teeth, go to the bathroom and wash my behind every day. I don't care if I sleep in the bed or I sleep on the floor, but I must get up and be able to wash myself properly. Hygiene is so important to me. There's no way there's going to be three, four, five, six of us in a box truck U-Haul going somewhere without being able to afford a motel room low end, let alone several hotel rooms. Never in my life 
at my, let's say, brokest point, would I even go out of town if I couldn't afford a motel room? But people just do stuff. And it's crazy. I get if it's a guy's trip and you're going to help your friend move or you're going somewhere to help, you know, move them. You're going to go go to that house, whatever, wherever they or wherever they are, pack them up and come back. Like picking up a friend from college. You're going to go there, pick up these stuff and come right back. Guys could do something like that overnight. Okay, wake up, brush my teeth. We just loading stuff in. We working, boom, we coming right back. Okay, I get that. But to actually go somewhere to party. Rent a U-Haul to sleep in. Uh, that just sounds absolutely ridiculous to me. But at any rate, this is what's going on, guys. This is what's going on out here. And, you know, I, I, you guys have seen the uptick in agitation at the airports. I'm sure if you've flown or uh, I'm sure you've seen just the amount of people that you normally wouldn't see flying. They're flying now. They have no etic airport etiquette. Um, actually, people really don't have any etiquette anymore, anywhere, actually. Um, there's a lot of four- and five-star restaurants now having to put in dress codes, um, charging a certain amount of money uh, per person if you're going to eat there. For example, there's a place here called uh, state 48 and I know it's in Chicago and it's a, it's in another state as well it's a high end restaurant and they had to tell people you know listen you have to pay $100 a person to come here and then they had to put a dress code in why is that? because there were people taking their pandemic money who normally wouldn't go to a restaurant like this they go in there they're smelling like marijuana they're dressing however they want they getting bites in a restaurant or they're sitting at a table, right? With limited seating, limited occupancy, right? Remember, we're, we're, we're talking about when occupancy was like 50%. So now you're going to take a table, order two advertisers and two drinks, take pictures, put on social media and sit there for two hours. That is killing a business like that, which just opened right before the pandemic started. So now that they're, they're issuing this dress code and they're issuing this price point that everyone has to pay to come eat there, now people on the up were all, oh, how can they be like that? How can they act like that? Be, you know why? Because they're not catering to the people who want to eat appetizers and have a drink at a table and sit there for two hours. Because these are the kind of restaurants that people go to to eat appetizers after work at the bar. And I'm not knocking it. I think people should have experiences of higher end things to expand your knowledge and to expand your experience. So I'm not against that. But at the same time, you have to know proper etiquette. When I travel to different places or if I'm going somewhere, I want to know when in Rome, do as the Romans, right? That's the rule. So what is it that they do there? I need to know that so I'm not out of pocket. So I don't look like the eyeball. I want to be able to fit in. I want to be able to act like at least I belong. And so we live in a time now where people are saying, I belong, period, no matter if I'm 
ratchet, whether I'm pro, like people just feel like you just have to, you have to deal with me, period, because I'm here. And that's just not how the world really works. The world around you will adjust and put you back on your level. Level meets level. So when you go to play on a higher level, you have to step up to those standards. You can't bring lower level to higher level standards. It's not going to work. It's not. It's just not going to work. And you should want to level up. We all have. You know, anyone that's progressive in their life has started out one way and they're on a higher level today. It's because you worked on being on that higher level. You've seen the advantages. You see the perks. You see the quality of stepping your game up, of leveling up. Not trying to bring the level up down. It's not going to work. That's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. I can't say that enough. And our younger generations, y'all have to understand that you guys live in a world of do, doing you is the thing. Social media and all that, which is fine. You know, we don't, I don't want to put any um, hardcore boxes around anyone. But you also have to understand that when you start growing, when you grow up and start to do real high quality adult stuff, you can't bring ghetto. You can't bring um, poor mentality to higher end places. That's just not cool. It's just not cool. It's just not cool. Stay where you play where you are. And if you're going to play higher, understand what the rules are and play up there. But if you can't afford it, if you can't adjust your mindset, even if you can't afford it, if you can't adjust your mindset to it, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Lastly, relationships. How have relationships either gotten stronger or gotten weaker due to the pandemic. The pandemic has definitely exacerbated some situations. It has shown people that they can either be together or they need to go their separate ways and only the strong will survive. But I'm hoping that what the pandemic has done for many of us has brought about a clarity. And I hope that clarity helps you to live a more healthier life, a more authentic life, authentic to who you are and where you want to go in life. It certainly has been an awakening for myself. It has definitely made me realize that I want to work less. I want to invest more in not only in things that are going to be like example, like I want to own some kind of condo or home outside the United States. That has become, that goal has become more of a, that goal has slid up on my list of things that I want to accomplish, especially knowing how fragile life is. But it's also made me appreciate the people that I have in my life that have invested in me and I'm invested in them and who made sure that I was okay during, through the pandemic. You know, who sent me money through the pandemic to make sure that I was going to be okay. Who wants to protect the sanctity of my business, which I've catered to them. 
So the and I just can't say it's a brotherhood because a third of my clientele is females, is women. And I appreciate everybody who stood behind me and supported me through COVID, after COVID as well. I just appreciate everybody that's invested. And I was able to take advantage of being able to, you know, get certain business loans, being able to get certain minority grants, so on and so forth. So those things not only helped me to sustain, but actually helped me to improve the barbershop environment, improve on the building that I own to make it look better, make it feel better and run better. For example, I was able to buy a rabbit air filter and it costs about $500, but it completely filters the air of the barbershop. Now, people can feel more comfortable when they come in, whether they have a mask on or not. Now we don't have to have mask on, but that air filter is always running. It's always cleaning the air. It's pulling the air and cleaning it constantly. You know, they see me cleaning constantly. So just thank you. Thank you to them. And thank you to you guys who support the Sir Inc. brand and all that I do. Those who have purchased mugs, t-shirts, dirty, dirty writing makeup. Thank you to all you guys who just support me. I appreciate you so much. And I'm wishing you well. I'm wishing you prosperity. And I, and I just cannot emphasize that please pay attention to the financial forecast. If you're unemployed and collecting unemployment and you do not want to go back to work because you're waiting, you know, you're just riding unemployment out. Cool. But I, I'm just telling you by September, you need to think about stopping that and getting a job because come October, it's going to be a mad dash to, to work. So all these places that are abundance with jobs right now, not going to be there come mid-October. You don't want to be left behind because 2022 can be very dark. It's going to be dark for some people. So thank you for listening. Always, you know how you can contact me. You can reach me on Facebook, Sir Inc. The Experience, Sir Inc. on Instagram, Sir Inc. on Twitter. Uh, you can always catch me on kinkspace.net. Come join that community. Have a good time. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Till next time. That was quite an experience, wasn't it? Tune in again for a fresh release of Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast.